Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go. Probably heard by now, unless you're living under a rock, Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, the wide receiver for the Saints, who had surgery on his ligament or ligaments is going to probably miss multiple weeks during the regular season you're not here to find out that you already know it you're here to find out the the ramifications and implications of all this and how it relates to the quarterbacks Taysom Hill Winston Camara. what to do if you owe Mike Thomas what to do if you don't do you attack Mike Thomas in a trade we're breaking all that down and more the fantasy football show begins now this is the fantasy football show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. The people are coming out of the woodwork right now. This is why you don't draft early, Smitty. And I'm not taking a victory lap here. A couple of you said that in the comments about my Cam Akers news and when I broke down his injury. I'm not happy anyone gets hurt, but I'm not going to tiptoe around the topic of injury. I have a job to do. My job is to provide you with the best information I can provide. Much of it based off educated guesswork. I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be right. And some of that is predicting injury or avoiding players that have a high likelihood of injury like Mike Thomas and everybody and their mother talking about him without knowing any of the information, without knowing any facts at all about his ligaments. How's he doing? Did he have the surgery? It wasn't until a couple weeks ago that news broke that he actually had the surgery. It was under wraps. It was kept quiet. But up until then, from January until two weeks ago, people were like, Mike Thomas, huge breakout. He's going to break out. You guys are sleeping on Mike Thomas. Smitty, you have Mike Thomas way too low. Everybody's going to be shocked when Mike Thomas bounces back to a top five wide receiver. Now, I liked him too at certain value ranges, like when he fell to the the mid to late third round, that was an acceptable high risk, and it was, and I let you all know that, it was an acceptable high risk and high reward proposition. You knew what you were getting into every time I mock drafted him, and I did take Mike Thomas in a few mock drafts recently. Every time I mock draft him, I preface that we don't really know anything yet about his ligaments, and he damaged multiple, between three and five ligaments damaged in his foot. In Mike Thomas's ankle, he has these ligaments here that, that reportedly three to five of them are damaged, and, and this main one right here that he's, that he's damaged is responsible for keeping these two bones together. In your leg, you have two bones that come down to one point, and this ligament right here is, in a sense, responsible for keeping that held together tight so it doesn't feel like the the two bones will separate so when you have like a high ankle sprain and you have the two bones coming down into your foot they literally feel like they want to separate when you've damaged that ligament it's a really bad ligament to damage and everybody's just saying oh he had surgery he had surgery he'll be fine he'll be fine and even before we knew he had surgery which was about two weeks ago when news broke for the first time that that mike thomas had surgery 
Before we knew he had surgery, it was crickets. We heard nothing, and people kept saying, Smitty, he's going to have a great year. You're sleeping on Mike Thomas. Why do you have any doubts at all about him? He's going to be fine. No one knows if he's going to be fine. This isn't something you speculate on. Oh, uh, odds are he probably will be okay. I don't think that, uh, you know, they wouldn't have not done the right thing. We didn't know. We didn't hear. We had zero information from January up until about two weeks ago that he had any kind of surgery at all. We all kind of assumed he didn't have the surgery because we didn't hear about it, and he elected to heal on his own, which was very worrisome to me. But now he's walking into 2021, maybe missing a month, maybe missing two weeks. We don't even know. No one's being completely clear about this situation at all. It could even go the other way where maybe he doesn't miss any time. We don't even know. In all fairness, I was mock drafting Mike Thomas around 3.5 to 3.9, but I knew there was risk involved. The risk is real with Mike Thomas. We knew that. It wasn't something that we walked into 2021 thinking we had information that was correct, that said he was going to be completely fine and 100%. We had a bunch of people speculating and assuming he would be fine because he has to be fine. But there is some predictability here. There are players that are more injury prone or in a situation to worry about than others. And Mike Thomas was one of them. It's no surprise. And you get a lot of people that come out of the woodwork and say, this is why you don't draft early. Can we agree now? Yes, we don't draft early, right? Right? No, we can't agree on that because guess what? And I know a lot of people are going to get mad over this, but Cam Akers and Mike Thomas were somewhat predictable. These are guys that you knew had a ton of injury risk and situational risk walking into 2021. As far as I'm concerned, and this is me not taking a victory lap, I've had a bunch of you say that in my comments already. I'm not rejoicing that Cam got hurt. I'm rooting for him. I'm not happy that Mike Thomas will miss significant time. And again, in fairness, he was kind of worth the high risk because of the high reward, but not in every league. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I preach that all the time. But for people to say that early drafting is the problem here, that this is what happens when I don't like unpredictability, Smitty, and the fact remains is that if this wouldn't have happened, um, then it, it couldn't have happened later. When the God's honest truth is this could happen in October on September 1, or August 15, the likelihood of a, a player going down for the season can happen at any point. That's the risk. The reward of drafting early far outweighs that risk when you can be smart about avoiding players that have a whole lot of red flags. Injury red flags? Mike Thomas? Cam Akers? Yes, he was injury prone. Three separate injuries last year as a rookie that kept him off the field until the very end of the season. Not to mention... The other half of the risk, which makes Daryl Henderson still a risk for people overdrafting him right now, McVay, how they use running backs, how they've misused running backs since the Super Bowl debacle that was Todd Gurley's decline. Since then, we can't predict McVay. I don't care how good the defense is. They've got Stafford. Everybody keeps repeating the same thing over and over, but the bottom line is Cam Akers was a situational risk and a very big injury risk, whether you Cam Akers truthers out there want to believe it or not and again it's not me taking a victory lap i have a job to do this is my job i'm not here to walk on eggshells and be like oh well we can't talk about cam Akers for one week and four days because 
He got hurt. I'm reporting on the injury. I'm a very injury prone person myself. I banged my knee on the live stream last night so hard. Call yourself an analyst, you moron. And I just hit my knee. I am a moron. Ow. Ah. It still aches and I couldn't talk straight for about five minutes. I've torn my patellar tendon off my kneecap. I've, I've torn my ACL, my MCL, my LCL, my meniscus, and my other knee. I'm an injury-prone analyst. I'm a comeback player too, though. So I know a lot about injury and knees and being injury-prone. My knees are injury-prone. The rest of my body's not injury-prone, but my knees are injury-prone in left to right lateral type sports. It's the way it's gonna be for the rest of my life. I can run a mile under six minutes I'm not going to go out and play hardcore street basketball probably ever again because I will tear something. Injury prone is real. It doesn't make me a hater. It doesn't make me a victory lap taker when a guy goes down because I'm like, guys, let's take a lesson from this. Let's take something here and turn it into a lesson. Was Cam predictable? The answer is yes, because I've been telling you all offseason to avoid him for injury and for situation. Situation, again, is going to be at risk for Daryl Henderson's climbing ADP. The good news is the competition really isn't there right now, but Xavier Jones might be the guy. Pick him up. They could bring in a guy, trade for Melvin Gordon, trade for this guy, trade for that guy, who knows? But injury risk was here. The upside, the benefits to drafting early far outweigh the risk involved in you maybe not paying attention to the players you should be avoiding based on the odds game. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Cam Akers, Mike Thomas, Josh Jacobs. Derrick Henry? We'll get there in a second. The benefits are C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams, who will be the biggest ADP climber in August. You mark my words, you're getting him in the mid-fifth to sixth round range right now when he has potential value that's probably going to rival Harris. He could be the potential top overall rookie running back in 2021. Wait till Melvin Gordon's value continues to dissolve or he gets traded to the Rams, doesn't show up, gets suspended. Javante Williams is so talented. He's the 2021 version of, of Jonathan Taylor. He's walking right into top 10 running back numbers. Fifth, sixth round value. You won't sniff it in the middle of August. Maybe even tomorrow because people are starting to get on board. You're hearing people pop up all over like, oh, you should watch out for Javante Williams. Looking pretty good. <laughs> it's all over now. It's all over now. And it's going to continue to get perpetuated over and over and over. C.D. Lamb, what did I tell you when he was a fifth and mid-fourth round wide receiver? Did he be climbing to the maybe late second round, but top of the third? Now, if you want C.D. Lamb, if you want to partake in C.D. Lamb season, guess where you drafted him? Third round. Justin Jefferson, a third round staple in January, February, March. Second rounder. Javante Williams hasn't climbed yet. Trey Sermon hasn't climbed yet. You could still rob Josh Allen from people at 4.10 to 5.05 because people keep perpetuating. It's uh, You can't take a quarterback early, Schmitty. Haven't you heard that quarterbacks are very deep? In <laughs> I love Joe Burrow. I love Russell Wilson. I love Herberts. If you snipe me, if for whatever reason, CeeDee Lamb or a player like that falls to round four and I'm going to let Allen fall hoping I get him in round five and you snipe me. Guess who's there as my savior? I love Herbie. 
I love Russell Wilson late. I love Kyler. They're still great quarterbacks, but that doesn't mean that the separation between what I believe, maybe you don't believe it, and that's where we part ways. You don't have to tell me that quarterbacks are deep. I'm not a moron. But when I say Josh Allen will be a level above, completely separated from the rest of the pack, Mahomes and Allen are on a whole nother level of a tier. We're talking with the extra game, 45 to 50 TD potential. Number one overall player in your league. And I don't care that you can get the number nine or 12 overall player in the league and a quarterback later. We're talking about a guy that has the potential to score 80 to 100 points more than really any other player in fantasy football. That's what happens when you drop a 50 TD season. In the fourth round or early fifth wins you a league. These are the things you won't be able to do later. Best ball, I love drafting early. Any draft, I, you typically don't, I'm not promoting people draft in January and February in redraft, but if you draft in early August or you drafted in late July, I'm actually a proponent of it for you because you're studying and absorbing the content from, from the fantasy football show, smitty1.com and all the stuff that I'm cranking out. You're prepared. You're prepared to take advantage of CD. You're prepared to grab Javante Williams and Sermon when people are laughing in your face when you go light at running back two because you're going to go Christian McCaffrey, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, running back, right? No! You take Josh Allen. Now what? Now what? Oh my God, he doesn't have... He doesn't have a running back. Who are you going to start a running back two? Who are you going to start a running back two, Schmitty? I get that joke from my buddy leagues every year. My buddies, my longtime buddies, my friends from, from high school and college, they crap all over my takes heading into every single season. And when I go in with a light running back two and I have a platoon of Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, Mike Davis as my running back two, and I stack up on my, at 1.1, let's say McCaffrey, DK, Justin Jefferson, don't take running back when you have to, right? Josh Allen, Javante Williams, Mike Davis, or Mike Davis, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy later, Noah Fant, and I have this, this Superman team. We'll see what happens then. Bill, Jeff, Big Freddy. Don't listen to the noise. Don't listen to the, you shouldn't draft early. These are the same people that say, don't take a quarterback early, Schmitty. Who are the other avoids? Who are the guys you should be staying away from in 2021? Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, even, even Joe Mixon are all guys that feel very risky. And yes, one or two, even three of them could work out. I could be wrong. But just like Cam and Mike Thomas had a bunch of risk and still upside, they aren't going to be there for you at the start of the year. Mike Thomas might be at some point. We don't know yet. Derrick Henry has a boatload of risk, which I'll go over in a second. Nick Chubb as well. He's got a lot of appeal and upside too. And much depends on where you can get Nick Chubb and Henry. I'm pretty much avoiding Sanders and Jacobs at all costs because I don't even think a round later, a round and a half later than their ADP would be attractive to me. There are like 40 players right around their draft ADP that I like better. I'm not going to be pressured at all based on a fall in ADP to draft either Miles Sanders or Jacobs. I'd rather get CeeDee Lamb. I'd rather get Javante. I'd rather have Javante Williams over either of these running backs. 
easily. There are tons of players. CD Lamb. I'd rather go Josh Allen, like I've said, and get the best player in fantasy football versus taking a running back because I need a running back. As for the Nick Chubb stuff, go over to sleeperu.com and click on the bold predictions and you can find that information. Sleeperu.com has all this information right here. Articles, one-on-one advice, text advice, bold predictions, trade calculator. I invented the instant trade calculator in 2003. Year round and my rankings talk about off the hook. I don't have a, a... Oh, yeah, my rankings come out in July. Be patient with me. These are all year round. So my Nick Chubb stuff, I'm I'm leaving the bold prediction on Nick Chubb there for you because I don't want to give away that premium content as to why I'm doubting Nick Chubb. And I've got a lot of content on it anyway. As for Derrick Henry, if you look at week one to week 17, this is like talent level or, you know, upside. He's playing at like a 9-10 all season, right? And I do believe Derrick Henry will pop off in week one. I'm not going to feel wrong or lose sleep at night if I'm wrong about Derrick Henry overall. But a lot of people are going to come to me and say in week one when he drops like 150 and two touchdowns, you feel wrong about Derrick Henry, Smitty? No, because I'm predicting him to do well at the beginning of the year, which is why I say draft him if he falls to a certain point, let's say the, the bottom of the first round, and trade him before double-digit weeks, and I'll tell you why. Derrick Henry, if he's playing like at this level right here, I predict, here's week 17, that he will have a sharp decline uh, probably before double-digit weeks, or at least by then, to where his, he starts dropping off significantly or gets hurt. The man has accumulated heading into the season 700 carries just in the last two seasons alone. So if you just take 2019 and 2020, he had 700 total carries. At this point, somewhere around week 12, week 11, week 14, depending on how much work they give him, he will cross over 1,000 carries in just this 2.8 or so year span. That means in just 2.8-ish seasons, the two previous years where he amassed 700, and this season where he's going to add 300-plus to that total before he even gets to week 13, 14, he will get to 1,000 carries in like 2.8 seasons. That is insane. That is a workload that no human being, especially a 250-pound running back that's six foot three, who's hitting the ground over and over, damaging his body more than you think when that big frame is beaten into the ground over and over by big 300-pound linemen trying to drive him into the ground. Not to mention Derrick Henry doesn't divide up his workload into both rushes and receptions like Alvin Kamara. This is all grunt work some of the most abusive work that you can do. And again, I don't care if he's built different. Being built different will make him probably fall apart quicker. And could I be wrong? Is there a percentage chance that he falls off, let's say, in 2022, like in week two or three? And that's where the decline happens. So let's say he balls out all the way through the season and then drops off in 2022. Is that possible? Absolutely. But am I going to lose sleep if I'm wrong about it? No, because the odds in my educated opinion of 19 years of being a fantasy football analyst and seeing cycles of players go like this, seeing people breach the 371 carry curse like Derrick Henry did last year with 400 carries, it's that kind of year in and year out 
analysis that gives me, I think, the authority to say that this is a high, there's a high likelihood he does not cross past week 17 at this level. I believe he falls off. That's my educated guess. And if I'm wrong and he drops off in 2022, I won't feel bad. I won't lose a wink of sleep. Why? Because am I telling anybody to not draft Derrick Henry and draft some bum? No, I'm telling you to pass on him for an option you may feel safer. Maybe it's Zeke Elliott and Pollard together. Maybe it's trading down and getting a wide receiver like DK and a top of the third round pick. And you're able to get a J.K. Dobbins. Trading your Derrick Henry pick for two players like Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Justin Jefferson would win you a league. Being proactive about Derrick Henry will win you a league. Even if Derrick Henry balls out and falls off in 2022, You will have a player that in your mind is very, very close anyway, and you're avoiding all the risk that we've just seen hit Akers and Mike Thomas owners because they were willing to take it on and not look at the heavy, heavy risk. Think of it like a scale. Here's a scale. Risk on this side, upside on this side. If the risk risk is too heavy and weighing down the scale, you shouldn't make the trade or make the draft selection. In the case of Mike Thomas at even 3.5, it was at it was at best even. There was so much risk involved. You could say the risk was weighing down the scale more than the upside at even 3.5 because we had no information and people kept talking as if they had the information. Mike Thomas is going to be fine. He'll bounce back. You had no information on that. There was nothing but crickets as far as up until two weeks ago that he even had the surgery. And then when he had the surgery on a vague report that he had the surgery, everybody said, great, he's fine. Not knowing any of the facts. And Cam Akers, three injuries last year, banged up in college. One of the most aggressive rushing styles to his own body. The guy was a potential injury risk. In college, he led with his head more times than not trying to run into defenders with his spine. He had an aggressive style that often led to injury. That's why he suffered three injuries as a rookie and couldn't get into the lineup to do what he did and impress everybody until the end of the year. My guess is Cam wouldn't have held up under a full-time workload given his style of play. Now, Derrick Henry's also one of the most aggressive running backs to his own body. And you can bet your bottom dollar that defensive players are hitting him down low because he's probably one of the hardest players to tackle from the waist up because he's one of the biggest players in the NFL at the running back position. He's painful to tackle. People will be going for his knees. That ups the injury risk significantly. Again, no divided receiving and rushing workload. Everything up the gut, grunt work, big frame hitting the ground over and over, massive workload. And if you say, Smitty, you keep saying that, give me some factual evidence that a running back breaks down with a certain kind of workload. And and I have to keep reverting back to the 371 curse. There is a curse called the 371 curse It has been breached before, whereas in the past it hadn't, but it's still very real. When you hit 371 carries, your body tends to fall apart and you can't withstand the abuse that a running back takes moving forward from that point. And there's a running back that some of you may not know, but some of you should know, and his name is Larry Johnson. Maybe you were pooping in your pants and sitting in it for days on end before you got changed. But this is the the game log, the career game log for a guy named Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, in his breakout year in 2005, 336 carries for 1750, 5.2 yards per carry, and 20 rushing touchdowns. He also had like three or 400 yards receiving. Um, in his second year, 416 carries, 
over the 371 curse. 1789 yards per carry down because he got overworked. 17 TDs. This is one of the top 10 running backs in fantasy football history. And what should have been his third year of being an absolute monster and beast. 158 carries, 559, 3.5 a carry, 3 TDs. He was never the same. 874, 581, pretty much out of the league. Larry Johnson was never the same. This is one of the biggest examples I can give you. This is not a small-time player. This is one of the best players in fantasy football. A guy that was the number one overall pick pretty much two years in a row. Larry Johnson was king. King. Derrick Henry. King Henry is, I believe... Very, very likely, not 100%. Again, I draft him and trade him high because I think he will be amazing per start, but he is very, very likely, very likely to fall off at some point in 2021 and leave you holding the bag. And what good will he be if he's the best player in football and you don't trade him away and he drops off in week 14 and you lose your league? What good will come of that? You won't look back on a season and be like, he was great, he was worth it. And if I'm wrong, draft a player you don't have to take Zeke you don't you could take Jonathan Taylor take whatever player you feel is going to be that guy if you're taking the safer option especially if you can cuff the option in the case of Zeke and Pollard you're pretty secure into top six to ten running back numbers almost no matter what that's a safer play and I won't lose sleep guiding you in that direction because your option is still just as good and just as likely to do well as a healthy Henry. So don't listen to the noise. The Smitty, you don't draft early. You can't draft early. These are the same people telling you not to draft Josh Allen at 1.11 because there's a lot of quarterbacks. Smitty, you're Josh Allen at 4.11 and your Jerry Judy at 7.1 won't beat my Allen Robinson and quarterback I get later. Yes, it will, Frank. I heard the same thing about DK Metcalf in January and February. No, not in August because he climbed up all the way into the third round. Why drafting early benefited people that drafted A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf at rounds four and five versus three? Drafting early, being smart, avoiding and taking advantage instead of complaining, instead of not seeing the risk as best you can. We're not going to see everything. My favorite player could get hurt tomorrow and tear an ACL on a random play that could have taken anybody out. But that could happen in October or November or September or August 5. It's irrelevant that that an injury is going to take a player out. Just because it happened after you drafted, because you drafted early, it's no different than if that happened in week five. The difference is you can take advantage of everyone in your league if you're absorbing all the information you're getting at my fine content here at the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty1.com has links to everything that I do because I have a lot of links like, hey, Smitty.com, sleeper, you, like a university.com, the fantasyfootballshow.com. It's all consolidated easily at Smitty1.com, all my podcast links, everything in one place but absorb it all and i'm here every tuesday and thursday live on the channel 5 p.m eastern to 7 p.m eastern so join me every tuesday and thursday and don't forget to get my heysmitty.com text advice go there and order my text service i carry around two phones with me at all times because i have one personal phone one for my text message service and i love engaging with you guys doing trade offer talks and lineup advice 
Get it at HeySmitty.com. There's no better one-on-one advice, in my opinion, in the industry, and I know I'm biased, but ask my followers if they love it. And again, bold predictions, rankings, everything over at SleeperU.com. That's how you dominate your draft. Go to SleeperU, Sleeper, the letter U.com, and get your your fantasy football content, your trade calculator, your bold predictions, your rankings, your redraft rankings, dynasty rankings, everything at SleeperU.com. And one final note, go to uh, SmittyOne.com, click on this prize picks banner and play DFS and play prize picks because if you do, you win a free 15-minute draft call from me where I'll call you up and we'll prep for your draft. And all you got to do is go to SmittyOne.com, click on this banner, which will take you right to the promotion. You got to go to smitty1.com and click on the banner. It'll enter promo code SMITTY for you. Make sure you enter it if you need to, if it asks for it. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit, and you'll win a free phone call from me, yours truly. And you can play some of the most fun prop contests you can find where you can pick like three guys and do the over on the yardage, like Jonathan Taylor over 1,200 yards, C.D. Lamb over like 1,100 or 1,200 yards receiving, and pick three of them and check a box to amplify it. Have to get all three right to to make your money five times. Uh, you know, 20 pays 100. Uh, it's the most fun way to do the prop contest, and and you can do season long ones. So to get in there and do this before week one is fantastic because you can have these waiting for you. And let's say your season goes to crap. You have your main guys get hurt, whatever. Look at injury. Look what injury is doing to a lot of people's teams. You want to have something to hang on to for the entire season. And if you've got these prop contests lined up and you're like, okay, I've got Jonathan Taylor, 1,200 plus over, CD Lamb over, Justin Jefferson over. And if you use your skills to land all those picks, man, you're going to be loving life come the end of the season even if things aren't good or if they are good from the fantasy football perspective so get on over there smitty1.com and click on the prize picks banner and get to it so this was my bust uh, edition guys to avoid in relation to the cam Akers and mike thomas news and i want you to be prepared and and stave off as much risk as you can so i gave you my top avoids for 2021 my next video will be the guys i believe in sleepers breakouts guys to target based on their ADP. That'll be my next video, so so get ready, buckle up. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty! Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the underdog fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the underdog fantasy banner and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go.